Hi and hello. Welcome to the Planting the Seeds show. I'm James Edward Lamb III, your host, bringing you seeds from God's Word. And I want to thank you for joining me today as I plant some seeds into the soil of your heart only to let the Holy Spirit do the rest. How am I going to do that? With words of praises, scriptures and phrases, my one and only goal is to do these things for the Lord, and that is to exhibit Him, to put my Lord on display to show you what I see in Him. I want to expose Him for who He is, which is the awesome power He possesses, His pure greatness, with a capital G because he's that almighty powerful living God not that fake dead little G God who can't do anything for you this God my God his word never fails plus also allow me to promote some of his wonderful wonderful everything about his characteristics is so wonderful which is him being so kind, his enormous loving heart, his grace, his mercies, the greatest saving power of, you got to join me as I introduce to some and welcome my Lord. I do this every week. Come join me. Come on and join me as I cue up the music of my majesty, who is the one and only the only one who is the same yesterday and today and forevermore, the author and finisher of my faith, my champion whose blood redeemed us from the curse of sin and death, the only one who is the way, the truth, and the light, and that no man can come to the Father but through him, the reason why he sacrificed his life so we can live and be the bridge to the Father, come on, let your praises ring out for my king, your king, if he's your king, Jesus Christ, the savior of this world. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you haven't given him a praise, if you don't know how we do it, for him being all that, I suggest you take a moment. Come on, give him a praise right now. Go ahead. I'll wait for you because I'm going to praise him too. Mighty, mighty, mighty God. Mighty, 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 mighty God. All-powerful. So much stronger than the enemy. <laughs> the enemy is defeated because of you, Lord. You said, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You said, greater is he that is in you, in me, than he that is in the world you said thanks be to God who always causes me to triumph it's victory all in you in your name in your your word and your blood is victory <laughs> oh I love you so much once again welcome to the planting the seed show pray for me and pray with me father I thank you for another, another, another wonderful, beautiful, blessed day. It's the last week of the year. Father, we ask you, Lord Jesus, if we make it into the new year, you bless us to see a, a, a great, prosperous, healthy 
New Year, Father. We know that the world is it's going crazy. You got another variant of COVID, but Lord Jesus, we know that we are covered under your blood. We're vaccinated with your blood, Lord Jesus. This vaccination, you don't need a booster. All we just need is one shot, and we just thank you for that right now. So, Father, I ask you, Lord Jesus, as I present your word, as you speak through me, Lord Jesus, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to plant some seeds into the soil of somebody's heart. Lord, I'm going to I'm going to move out the way and let you do the rest because you're the best at ever doing it, Father. And also, Father, we ask you to bind the hand of Satan right now. Yes, knock his block off. Let the people who wants to hear, who needs to hear this word, hear it, Lord Jesus, and let it, let it plant into their hearts and souls for the edification for your kingdom. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we knock his block off for you, you are the only superstar. You are the only majesty. You are the only king. You are the only extraordinary one who will be worshipped and praised on this here line. On this line because you are worthy and you deserve it. So, Father, we thank you. We ask you to give us grace and mercies through the course of the new year if we should make it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, and amen, and amen. Wow. I'll continue giving the Lord praises because he is worthy. He is worthy, 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 worthy of all your praises. We went through a whole year. It's a whole new year. A new year. A new year. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You should be praising God for this new year that's coming. You went through January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Now it's December. A new year. His mercies are new. A new year. Right? Now look, we make it into the new year, so now we want to leave old things into the Oh yeah, we want to bring new things into the new year. And the only way we're going to do that is through Jesus Christ. Right? Only way. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 says, It is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thou faithfulness. <laughs> Great is thou faithfulness great is the almighty king who takes care of us every day every day protects us every day no matter what's going on and i want to want to tell y'all to admonish y'all to get get your tickets for flight sea of glass because the boarding call they're, they're making boarding calls for flight sea of glass right now you don't want that final call and you miss the flight, flight sea of glass. All right. So today's show has to do with flight sea of glass. But today's show is about excuses. You know, people always make excuses. Why did you do that? Well, I did that because uh, how come you did it? Well, I did it because, uh, you know, what's your excuse? Because every, every excuse, you have to make a decision. You make you give an excuse for the decision you make. You give an excuse for your actions. 
right? Matthew 7, 21, 23 says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, <laughs> many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name hath cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then Jesus is going to say, <laughs> Then when I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquities. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven words. I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. <laughs> Them words bring death. There's no coming back after those words are heard. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a story. Let's. Imagine, take one of my chapters out of my imaginative mind about these verses, okay? Ready? Here we go. Now, picture yourself at a function, a dinner, a wedding, a baby dedication. Oh, I know, I know what. An after-church luncheon. You know, after church is over, you're smelling the food while you upstairs praying. And you, oh, that collard greens and them, collard, them cornbread and that macaroni cheese smell good. Pastor, say amen so we can go down and eat. <laughs> right? And you're waiting to get to this luncheon. Right? And then you go there and it's a place where there's a lot of folks there. Everybody is mingling with one another. Everybody is chit-chatting. They're just having a good old time. <laughs> There's laughter in the air. There's eating and drinking. It's a either a buffet, serve yourself. Or there's waitress and waitresses waiting on you. Then at every party, every party, out of the crowd, you hear that loud person. And normally when you hear that loud person, you know who it is. And you know that loud person is talking about nothing. And you know you don't want to sit at that loud person's table. So everybody avoids his table. They just wave, hey, how you doing? Hey, come over and sit over here with me. Nah, no, nah, I'm going to sit over here with, with Sister Quiet, with Brother Humble. Is you too loud, money? <laughs> right? And then maybe there's, maybe he had some drinks, you know, after he gets a few drinks in him or, or get some food and, you know, he gets really louder, you know? And then you look across the room, right? And there's somebody there with an outdated wardrobe. They haven't caught up with the times. Uh, let's imagine, let's imagine this person, uh, 
um, have on a blue suede bow tie. Big joker. One of those bow ties that cover half your chest from the 80s. Uh, this person have on red bell bottoms. Yeah, bell bottoms that cover his shoes. And then when he sit down, you see that he has on marshmallow, black and white marshmallow shoes. You remember those? Back in the 70s, 75. Yeah, I had a pair. <laughs> I had a pair of bell bottoms, but the bow tie I didn't have. I had the collars that go all the way down to your, <laughs> to your chest. <laughs> uh, and then you look around and then at every function, there's that woman, that sister with the bright colored dress that's too tight. That's really tight. Tight. It's tight. Right? And you know that person, this, this person wants to be seen. She's wanting to be seen. And then what she's doing, she's skating around on high, too high hills. The hills are too high shoes. And if, if she falls, she's going she's gonna to break something. You got to call EMS because she's up so high on those shoes. And, and she's going from table to table skating. She's flaunting herself for self-advertisement. She's advertising all of her goodies because she wants to be seen. Lonely Hearts Club. And she's looking for somebody to notice her, pay her some attention. And, and guess what? All the guys, all the single guys, are looking her up and down. Yo, they're they nudging it. Yo, 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 look. And they got the thoughts in their minds. And, you know, they're like, mm, wow. And they thinking evil, sinful, carnal thoughts, right? But then even the married men, they sneak a quick peek while their wives look the other way. They take a quick look, like a little snapshot. And then they look back around, hey, honey, yeah, hey. Right? The band is playing soft Christian Jazz Christmas music, because it's the season, right? You see feet tapping, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingles. You know, hands slapping on your knee, head bopping. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. And guess what? Jesus is at this function. He's at this dinner. He's at this wedding, this baby dinner, this baby dedication. He's at the church luncheon where there's a lot of folks he's watching them mingling in unrighteousness he's watching them chit chatter backbiting about others at another table he's watching them having a good old time and then not watching the signs of the time the cares and the desires of the world got them blinded and distracted He's watching them eating, drinking, laughing with the brothers plotting on the most easiest sister to take home. He's watching that, that sister with the tight dress skating around with those high, too high hills. <laughs> Trying to get that married brother to go home with her, not go to his home. 
He's watching all the loudness, that loud brother. He's watching all the sneakiness, the loudness of the chit-chatter, of the unrighteousness and the bad clothes and the shoes. And I got to pause for a commercial warning break. Right? Luke 17, 26 to 30. Right? It says, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. Yeah, they had dinner parties, baby dedications. They had luncheons. They had, they had all that stuff. Weddings. They had all that stuff back in the days. They did eat. They drank. They married wives. They were given in marriages, right? Until that day, Noah entered into the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise... Right. Here's another event. Also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they're doing the same thing. They brought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the days when the Son of Man is revealed. Now remember the son of man is at the party too Okay now before we get back to this show And you know this is my imaginative episode I must warn you that this will happen Causing people to lose their life Leading to eternal death So check out this true reality Of this of these scriptures, this is another commercial. You know how you, you go to show, and there's a commercial, and there's a commercial after another commercial. But this is another commercial. Second Peter 2, 4-9. to For God spared not the angels that sin, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person a preacher of righteousness bringing in the flood upon the world of ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes condemned them with an overflow making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly and delivered just lot vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked for that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vex his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Now back to the story. Jesus is there. Remember? Jesus is there. Jesus is there. The one and only anointed king. He's dressed like nobody else. He's dressed up royally. His table is the only table with white and gold. The brightest, best, the greatest, the most wonderful looking decoration and arrangements to the eyes and the soul. He's so warm and he's so friendly. 
and I'm going to say this slowly, slowly. He's speaking with everybody. He's inviting them to his table. He's speaking to anybody, inviting them to his table to eat with him. Only a few people accepted and was sitting with him at his table. A lot of little children was playing around the table, jumping in his lap, touching his face. A lot of little children. Then, out of the corner, here comes Mr. Hypocrite. Pause here for a very, very informative commercial warning break where you don't want to be like this guy. Matthew 15 and 7 to 9. Ye hypocrites. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, hmm, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. Now that's the King James Version. Let me read it into this passion, the passion translation which I think is so hot, right? It's still a commercial. It's a warning. And it says, Frauds and hypocrites. Isaiah described you perfectly when he said, These people honor me only with their words, for their hearts are so very distant from me. They pretend to worship me, but their worship is nothing more than the empty traditions of men. Mm. Okay, let's get back to the story. Let us continue. Mr. Entertainer, another word for a hypocrite because he's a big fake, fake faker, a big actor, and a real joker. He walks up to Jesus' table and he says, Hi. How you doing, Jesus? And Jesus looks at the hypocrite like, Who are you? And say, I'm sorry, have we ever met before? The hypocrite responds, Come on, Jesus, you crazy. You know you know me. Jesus shakes his head and say, I'm sorry, please uh, refresh my memory. The joker sees that Jesus' whole table has his undivided attention. And he, ner and he laughed nervously <laughs> because he can't believe Jesus just said he don't know him. Pause and think, why? Now press play. So the actor ran down every exact word from Matthew 7, 22 in his own versions of the scripture. This is what he said. Lord, Lord, remember when I, see what he said, I prophesied in your name for you. Then he said, in my fake church of the A-A-M-M-A-C-T, which stands for all about my money in Christ to church. 
And in my church, I be casting out loads and loads of demons and devils. They be running out my church. I be healing so many sick people that the doctors be calling me when they have an incurable patient. I be performing great and wonderful works in your name, Jesus. Yeah, Lord. And check it. Remember that one time while service was going on and we was singing and we was dancing and we was praising the Lord? You. Remember? You, Jesus. Remember? Jesus shakes his head. No. But he was, the hypocrite was so into lifting himself up over Jesus. He didn't see him reply no. What a bonehead connected to a stiff neck. Sounds familiar. And continued on with his entertaining story, which didn't have the right producer nor any spiritual backing behind his little movie he was telling. But he kept on talking and he kept wasting his time. The liar kept on saying that the whole band, the drummer, the guitar player, the bass player, the bongo player, the organist, the steel pan player, the sax player, the tambourine player. And yes, we had a DJ. We had a DJ on the mixer. Yeah. Them along with all the singers, those pretty sisters and those nice dress and shoes. And, you know, the, they were singing along too. You know, they just started shouting. You know, they were stomping their feet all on the floor. They was they was dancing all on the devil's head. Yeah, they were dancing all on the devil's head. And the shouting continued on for about a whole hour. Yes, the spirit, the spirit and you, Jesus, were there. And it was something else. And not to mention a few people got their breakthrough and they lost a pound or two, too. <laughs> Jesus, you don't remember that? Again, his reply was, no, I was not there. Okay, okay. You got to remember this, Jesus, the baby dedication. When I, when I took that baby and I laid my hands on that little, little one-and-a-half-year-old girl and I prayed for her and, and, and she started speaking in tongues you know, that little girl was speaking in tongues and it, it was it was something. And she she almost jumped out my hands because she wanted to get on that floor and shout. <laughs> yeah, gee, to shout. Remember, she had on pink and blue. You remember that, right? And Jesus replies, no, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know that. I don't remember that. Mm. I wasn't there. Okay, Jesus, the joker started, stated, you got to remember when I preached, I was preaching, oh, I was preaching down fire, I was preaching down fire from heaven, oh, you had to remember that, I was preaching so, so, oh, I was preaching so awesome, oh my God, I was preaching and the spirit, and the spirit fell out, fell on me, and I passed out in the church on the floor. I was preaching so hard, I passed out. Holy Spirit. Spirit was on me. Ooh, and I passed out. And all I remember, it, 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 I woke up and the sisters and the mothers and, 
You know, they was around me, assisting me. They was fanning me. You know, they were wiping my sweat, making sure that they passed or came out of the spirit. All right. Jesus, you, you, you did that. You knocked me out in the spirit. And Jesus was trying to search in his infinite mind. All oh, this joker, the entertainer's account, but came up with a blank. And before he can continue trying to convince Jesus that he do know him, he noticed that everything around him, everybody, all the functions that was at this wedding, everybody that was at this dinner party, everybody that was at the baby dedication, that everything that was going on had came to a halt. Jesus stopped him to say, I never knew you. I don't know you. And as those words were spoken, all eyes was on him. All ears heard what Jesus said to him. You would have thought the DJ had given Jesus a microphone and turned the volume all the way up. And the speakers projected his voice so firm, so deeply cutting that buster to his core. Four words. I never knew you. Coming through those huge speakers, vibrating off the walls, rattling the, the dishes, the dinnerware, making the table piece shake. That loud person said out louder, dang, bro. And the whispers lit up like wildfire. Oh, did you hear what Jesus told him? Yeah. Oh, snap. Oh, man. Oh, no. Now, the looks. Knowing all eyes are on him. You can see his underarms break out into a cold, uncomfortable sweat through his suit jacket. This guy was looking for an exit. You know, he, he felt like dying. But guess what? He's going to die. Because Jesus said to him while he was standing, scared and embarrassed, depart from me. And before his life left him, Jesus told him, you was not doing any of those things for me. You got to be kidding. I was not a part any of that mess. I was not invited. Then he said, now, oh yeah, now I remember you. I remember you, Mr. Hypocrite. I remember you, faker. I remember you, Mr. Actor. I tried to reach you, and you rejected me. The Holy Spirit you claim was with you should have been in you because we was trying to tell you you was doing something false. You did start off right but went off 
course, you stopped listening when I told you in 2 Timothy 3, 5 to 8 that you was having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive women, silly women, laden with sin, lead away with divers lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janice and John Bridge withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt mind, reprobate concerning the faith. And you started doing what you wanted to do. You was taking the church tithes and the money. You was buying new expensive suits. You was buying alligators, shoes. You was buying the most biggest, fancy, expensive cars driving to church but you wouldn't drive nobody home in the rain and the snow. Huh. Sleeping with the sisters, how dare you? Sleeping with the daughters and the mothers, how dare you? All of that is iniquity. All through the speakers, the words thunder loudly again. Depart from me. And the guests whisper, why he do that? What would be his excuse for doing that? For his decisions, for his actions. He's a pastor. He's a preacher. He's an elder. Thinking about that entertaining, fake, acting joker, the hypocrite. In my story, fooling himself. Pause and think about that hypocrite that I just made up. My imagination of what Matthew 7 and 22 is. Think about it. Now let's flip this over to you. Who do you allow to direct your life story? Think about it. Who do you let write on your open pages of your life? And what's being written in your pages? Are you allowing the enemy to write your story? Because he writes it in the ink of death. Or do you allow Jesus to write your story, wash you up, turn you around. You allow him to write your story because he writes your name in the Lamb's book of eternal life. What would be your excuse for not knowing Jesus? Why you haven't made the decision to follow Jesus? You at the party. Yeah, you're mingling. You, you're doing everything that the world is doing. Jesus is there. 
He's there. But he's trying to invite you to his table. But you walk past his table. Everybody walks past his table. Nobody wants to sit with him. Nobody wants to heed his calling. They hear him and they look at him and they turn and they walk away. The party will be over soon. <laughs> it won't be no party. After the party's over, it won't be no party. It won't be no dinner. It won't be that type of function. It won't be a baby dedication. When those words are heard, depart from me. So you should take action now. What's your excuse for waiting for that decision? You're waiting for the action when now is the time. Hebrews 4 and 7 says, Today, if you hear his voice, harding not your heart. It's time to stop playing church. It's time to stop playing around with the Savior because he's standing there knocking at your door and he's, he's, he's waiting for you to open the door. He wants you to let him in. It's time to stop playing because some people played when, when Noah preached for 120 years. 120 years. The average person lived over over a hundred years back back in the Bible days. He preached for a hundred and twenty years that it was gonna rain. They didn't listen. God told Lot and his family, get out of Sodom and Gomorrah because he's gonna destroy it. And then there's one scripture in the Bible that says, Remember Lot's wife. It tells you to remember her because God told her to, to leave. Don't look back. She got up on a, a little hill and she turned around and she looked. She probably said, oh, my God, I left my curtains, my good curtains. I got to go back for my good curtains. Or she probably said, oh, you know, I left my phone on charger. Let me go back and get my, my phone. Well, she probably said, you know what, I left the, oh man, I forgot my Prada shoes, my Prada bags, and my red bottoms. I'm not going to leave them here. You know what, I left some money under the mattress. Let me go back and, and get them when she turned around and she turned into a pillow of salt because she didn't listen. Well, we used to sing this church Get right. We used to sing the song in church, get right, church, and let's go home. And that's basically what the whole song is. Get right, church, and let's go home. This world is not our home. And we're acting like we're trying to stay in this world. Mm -mm. We're going to have to leave this world. Let's depart from this world instead of having Jesus say, depart from me. I think it would be better if we departed from the things of this world, because it says in Romans 12, 1, 2, 
I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And then it says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got to get out of this world. This world is leading, it's on a train, a, a, a fast-moving train to destruction, and it's not going to get any better. This is the last dispensation of time, and Jesus is on his way back. Like I said in the beginning of the show, flight, sea of glass, boarding calls for flight, sea of glass. That means get ready. You ain't got time to be playing around. Get ready. Get right, church, and let's go home. You know? Because the longer you wait, the longer you wait, you're playing Russian roulette with your life. <laughs> Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. Let him in. What's your excuse for not letting him in? I'm not ready. Well, I don't believe in him. I got time, not good excuses. <laughs> Don't have the Savior tell you about those 11 words. Because when you hear those words, it's too late. So choose you this day whom ye shall serve. Then you can tell your friends and your neighbors your excuse for your actions, for serving the Lord, a rightful decision. People ask me all the time, are you a Christian? Yes, I am. And I don't wait for them to ask me why. I tell them because he loved me. I tell them because he saved my life. I tell them because he, he gave his life freely for me. I always tell this this story and I love it. I must tell it. I'm gonna tell it all the time. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he says, "Let me clear my throat." <clears throat> he says, "Father, if it's possible, you take this cup from me." And he says, "Nevertheless, not my will, but Thy will be done." So the blueprint was already set in motion before before time that he was going to come and die for us. So, before we was even created, this is what he was going to do. He was already putting in plan how much he loved us. The greatest lover of the universe. The love of our souls. And what he did, he was like, you know what? I'm going to love them with an everlasting love. I'm going to lay down my life for them so they know I love them. And they're going to know that I love them completely. So they won't have no excuse. No excuse at all. So if you don't know the Lord, listen, let me pray for you. If you don't know the Lord, and, and, and you need an excuse. Let me give you an excuse to know the Lord. He loves you. Let me give you an excuse not to accept the Lord in your house, in your heart, in your every being, in your soul. 
Because if you don't, you're going to die. Go to hell. Your soul is going to be lost. So excuses. What's your excuse? I'm going to pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask you, Lord Jesus, for the, the ones who don't know you. First, I want to pray for them that they get to know you so they won't have no excuse. Whatever the excuse for them not to accept you, Lord Jesus, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to change that excuse around. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to give them an excuse to accept you, Father, so you can be their God, their Lord, their Master, and their Savior. And Father, Lord, for the ones that are out there, Lord Jesus, the ones that are playing church, Lord, let them know that it's, it's time not to be honoring God with their lips. It's time to honor you with their hearts, to worship you, draw nigh to you with their heart. Help them to remind them of the story about Noah. 120 years. Help them and remind them the story about Lot's wife who looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. Help them, Lord Jesus. Lord, help them. Strengthen them, Lord Jesus. Remove the enemy out of their lives, Lord Jesus. Whatever is there that's causing them to 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 not serve you wholly, Lord Jesus, because you said no man can serve two masters, Lord Jesus can't have your foot on the bank your foot in the river it's either or so father we just thank you we just ask you to give your name all the praise we just ask you lord jesus just to help these people make the right decision to come in live for you in jesus name i pray amen amen so that's my show today I'm James Edward Lamb III, bringing you seeds from God's Word. You can follow me at linktree forward slash planting the seeds. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at planting the seeds. Or drop me a line at www.plantingtheseeds.com. And remind you, that's S-E-E-D-Z, not S-E-D-S. It's S-E-E-D-Z with a Z. Or you can drop me a line at, drop me a line. You can write me a letter at James E. Lamb, the third, forward slash planting the seeds at P.O. Box 30207, Brooklyn, New York, 11203-0207. Also, during the week, join me at the Bible Chat every Tuesday at 8 p.m., at this number, 667-770-1557. 667-770-1557. Access code is 593-438. That's at 8 p.m. every Tuesday night. Also at that same number, 667-770-1557. Access code 593-438. Every Thursday and Friday night. Join me and my brother Darren. Elder Darren. As he comes to you. Victory line in Jesus name. As he comes and he brings the word. Right. 
Iron sharpens iron, as he says. So come and join us. Also, also two days out the work, out the week, Monday and Friday, six to six thirty. Write these numbers down. Zoom call nine four six two four nine two one two two four. Password is four nine nine five six seven. You don't have to put on the the video. You can take the video off and just join us in prayer more power in prayer and also from five o'clock a.m monday to friday the zoom another zoom call three seven nine five nine eight oh four seven three password is nine eight four nine one seven so join us more power more prayer iron sharpens iron come join us right and remember have a wonderful day in the hands of the Lord. And remember Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not yours, because you're not strong enough. Also, I want to tell all, all my followers, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa as we go into the New Year's. All right. God bless.